Welcome everyone. This is the Advanced Mobility Podcast with Devin and Danique. Today we'll be introducing ourselves, the format, and our first discussion. Uh, first of all, my name is Devin. I'm 26 years old and I'm following the Advanced Mobility minor alongside my Automotive Engineering major. And my name is Danique. I am 22 years old and I am also following the Advanced Mobility minor alongside my major, which, which is Embedded System. And the main reason why we are creating this podcast is to raise awareness of technological advances in the mobility sector that can have a positive impact on travel habits. As for the format, we will be trying to make multiple episodes of different lengths so that you can mix and match them to fit your own travel times. Each season will consist of four episodes, three of which are going to be more of the realistic topics. And one of those episodes is going to be more of a science fiction related topic. Uh, but, you know, with technology growing as fast as it is right now, you never know how long that's still going to be until this is a reality. And for this week's discussion, we are going to talk about um, about carpooling and the use of cameras to detect the number of passengers per car. So, for example, um, close to where we live, there's a highway and the highway is called the A12. And um, every morning and every evening, there is a congestion uh, with so many cars. And every time you look into a car, people are just driving alone. No one is carpooling or um, very little people are carpooling. Well, there are enough possibilities to carpool of people who are going to the same uh, work or who are going to the same university, um, etc. And maybe by placing cameras and detecting how many people are traveling alone, maybe we can find a solution about, um, yeah, for people to carpool more often. So the problem I see right now is that people are already very paranoid about data security and, and, you know, all the privacy stuff. Uh, how are we going to, or how are you going to propose to convince people that this is a good idea with, you know, having cameras running 24-7, filming them when they drive by? Oh, well, I I think, um, well, people shouldn't be that afraid of privacy and stuff because people have their phones with them 24-7. So if there would be a chance of um, people tracking them or listening to them, it would already be happening. And what are people um, hiding? So why are they so afraid of um, the government knowing so much about them? No, I fully agree with you there. Uh, I think it's, I mean, all of this, the pandemic has, has brought up so many conspiracy theories about the government doing this and the government doing that when, you know, we've been running around with microchips in our pocket for the last, I don't know, 10, 10 15 years now. And nobody bats an eye about, about that tracking every move you make. I mean, we want to collect our steps every day. Well, uh, we're, you know, we're challenging each other to, to do so and so many steps and to run so and so many miles. And nobody worries about any of the privacy issues that that can bring with it. So why would something that is actually trying to help you waste less of your, less of your time in traffic? Why would that be an issue? Uh, I, I mean, yeah, I fully agree with you. It would just be a it would just be a benefit for everyone. It's a win-win situation. 
Yeah, I I totally agree. And I think, um, so let's say cameras are detecting people who are traveling alone during the rush hours, like the morning rush hours and the evening rush hours. And yeah, people may have a good reason to travel alone, but let's say uh, the cameras could detect where you're working and uh, maybe the camera also detected a colleague of yours uh, who was also traveling alone like five minutes ago. So maybe you both could get fined or maybe you both could get a warning in your mailbox the next couple of days um, saying that um, we noticed you traveled alone while your colleague who lives next to you or lives close to you was also traveling alone. So maybe try carpooling next time to pre, uh, prevent or to reduce the number of cars during the rush hours. And maybe you could get um, rewarded by it. So let's say the cameras detect you are carpooling maybe with one or two other colleagues. Maybe you could, um, I don't know, maybe you could get a, a deal off or let's say, I don't know, McDonald's or maybe a, um, of maybe with Nike or something that you could get um, several discounts, for example. Yep, I fully agree. So we, I think we discussed it a few weeks ago in one of our lectures, uh, the, the three E's, educate, enforce, uh, engineer. And I think that this is a big educate and enforcing uh, endeavor. So informing people about the possibility of, of carpooling obviously hasn't happened yet. Uh, just being on the road in the morning, seeing 20 cars with one passenger each. And then just thinking, you know, this guy probably lives down your, your, your street or he probably drove past your house, could have just picked you up. Um, and then, yeah, enforcing them, I guess, hitting people where it hurts. Uh, the only re the only way you're going to get people to listen and to to do what you want is by by hitting them where it hurts. So enforcing, and then there's you know there's positive enforcement and negative enforcement. Uh, uh, here's I don't know yeah as you said a Nike thirty percent Nike discount or a thirty percent fuel uh, fuel station discount, and then yeah if if, if if you've warned them and you've warned them again and again, and they still drive by themselves just because they they might have a personal reason or anything, but you know, if they if they keep ignoring your warnings, then you'll have to uh, have to find them. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah. That's right. And also, um, yeah, not talking about something else right now, but a couple of weeks ago during our lecture, we saw a video of the fun theory where a couple of guys uh, put down a speeding camera in Stockholm in, no, in, in Sweden, right? Yeah, in Sweden. And um, the camera would detect people who were both driving uh, the speed limit and people who were speeding. And the uh, people who were speeding got a fine. They had to pay this fine. And this uh, fine uh, would be put down in a lottery. And the people who were driving nicely within the speed limit could win this lottery once every couple of months. So by driving within the speed limit, you could get a lot of money. And um, it was also, uh, they also found out that before they placed the speeding camera, the amount of um, people who were speeding within this area uh, was like, 
um, maybe 30% or something. And after they put down the speeding camera for a couple of weeks or months, the amount of people speeding re was reduced to maybe like 2% or something. So having a positive and having a negative um, enforcement have at the same time really helps. So yeah, coming back to that is, I guess, have the positive and negative reinforcement, it's going to change people's habits. I mean, obviously you might say that having this lottery is going to also increase the amount of traffic that goes along the street because everyone wants to uh, have a share of this this jackpot. Uh, but if you if you translate this to carpooling, I don't think it would have too many negative effects or for like, yeah, traveling itself or like the traffic situation in the A12. I think the, the main, the main impact it could have is that people think twice, do I need to go by myself? Can I pick someone up along the way? Maybe, I don't know, a, a coworker, he travels along the same road and it's just a two minute detour to pick him up at a McDonald's parking lot or uh, some other intersection or whatever. Then you could also, you know, if you have a network of of designated carpooling spots, which there already is. I mean, along the A12, there's already that one carpooling spot just behind the, uh, I think it's just behind the border. Yeah, and there's also one um, carpool place um, just at the um, intersection at Savenaar. So then accessibility is not the problem. I mean, we have, we have the... The infrastructure is there already. All that is missing is awareness and uh, acceptance of, of this willing, the willingness to try something new, try to carpool. And I think if, if there's a an easy way to communicate and to, to find people that have to go the same route as you, then it, it should be fairly, well, fairly easy to have an impact on, on the whole situation and on the A12. Exactly. And yeah, for um, let's say people are using their phone every day for I don't know how many hours. And they are using so many apps and there are so many apps on your phone. So why not just, yeah, I don't know, maybe create another app, but people already have so many apps on their phones. So why can't we just um, combine a carpool kind of app into Google Maps? So when you're, when you are um, let's say you have to go to work tomorrow and um, you're at home right now, it's in the evening, and you are using your Google Maps to um, check the route you have to drive tomorrow. And um, during this, you find out that your colleague also um, was searching for the route to, to work. So maybe you could connect to them in one way or another and maybe um, speak to each other and saying that you could carpool tomorrow because you're driving the same route. Yeah, exactly. And it could also just be automated since you know the, the knowledge is there. And if you could have a way of just inputting your, your daily commute to work or your daily commute to school or whatever, and Google will automatically check your contacts or check whatever, then it'll recommend someone you could carpool with and recommend a, a location where to meet that benefits both of you uh, again tying in with the, the whole data privacy thing you know 
do I want Google or Apple Maps or whoever to know all of this stuff about me? Well, they probably already do. So if you have your phone in your pocket, they probably already know where you go to work, where you spend most of your time, which way you drive. If you really don't want them to have all of that data, I think the, the best bet is to just throw away your phone. Yeah, and yeah, and if we if you think about it, there are enough solutions to think about for people to just carpool. I mean, what are the negative sides of carpooling? Because I can't or can't think of any ways why carpooling would be negative. Because you're also sharing your costs and um, you have company, and of course, there are people who don't like driving with other people, but. Maybe you can just find out that it's really fun to do. Okay, and to wrap things up for our first episode, um, there are enough solutions or there are enough ideas for people to just carpool because carpooling only has uh, benefits. I mean, I can't think of any negative things um, or why you um, shouldn't carpool or for why you shouldn't carpool. Um, but if you can think of some negative um, points in carpooling or you know any um, solutions in carpooling, like why people should carpool, please let us know um, with a voice chat or just send us a message and maybe we will discuss about it in our next episode and we'll give you a shout out. Thank you. Yeah, also big thanks from my side. I hope to uh, hear a lot of your voice messages soon and Hope to have a nice discussion next week again.